Andrew, do you think that a piper could properly play a march without ever having marched in their life? Okay, it's definitely possible. Uh, I'll tell you how I know this. Because there are, there are famous blind pipers that uh, we've oh. heard throughout history. And like generally speaking, they wouldn't have done a lot of marching back and forth. Right, probably didn't do a whole lot of marching. Right, yeah. so... Probably, wouldn't have been super safe to anyway. Yeah, and some of these pipers, like... Um, some of these pipers, and then there are some in modern times as well, um, they, they play great marches and they sound great to me. So, so like technically, yes, I think you can play a great march without marching around. However, uh, I definitely really don't recommend it. And I really am a believer in the value of marching, uh, you know, especially when it comes to some of the finer points of expression and, and how like a 2-4 march is sort of designed, right? It's sort of designed to be used to march around to, and therefore, marching is good. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think it helps us sort of get that je ne sais quoi to come yeah. out of the tune. Uh, and so, yeah, big fan of marching, uh, absolutely. One of the, you I, know, to, to tie that into, to tie that into like, you know, the nitty gritty of bagpipe technique, you know, there are no rules to say that you can't march with a metronome in your ear or something like that to really kind of like focus on connecting your steps to the actual beat and groove of the tune. You know, there's no rules against that and that's highly recommended. We sometimes accidentally do that or do that without realizing it when we play in a band and we're marching around and the drum corps is also playing with us. You know, that's, that's probably where I gained most of my experience, you know, uh, connecting the movement of the body to the actual groove that we're going for. I think all that stuff's important, but, but yeah, I, I don't think technically you need to march, but I would highly recommend it. It's maybe a shortcut to get to the proper feel. Not uh, necessarily the most a efficient way to do it. Yeah. Not necessarily a shortcut at all, but you know, uh, these are just all things that you might think about. Uh, like a, a good example is in the entry level grade in the US PBA, I don't think you're required to march um, when you compete in the too far march division. However, if I had a student that was competing in that division, unless there was a really good reason uh, to tell them not to, I would encourage them to march, you know, kind of from day one, just get used to mm -hmm. it and, and to use it for their benefit. I think pipe bands, when they practice, should practice mar uh, on the march a lot more often than I typically see. Uh, mm, you know, mm. just for all these fun and interesting reasons. It comes to my mind that like, I've heard before that, um, like there have been tests done where musicians, um, think through playing their instrument and there is like measurable improvement. And also like, even like, uh, bodybuilders who think about doing exercises and there actually are effects on their muscles in that way. Mm -hmm. And I, w I wonder for people who are in a situation where they can't march either temporarily or forever, if thinking that, you know, thinking of the left, right, left, right of marching while playing, if that would also have an effect on the feel of the song. Yes. Hmm. Sure, why not? Did you ever do any of those? Have you ever done any of those tricks where you take off one shoe to get more of an emphasis on one beat versus the other? Yes. And then walk around like that? Yep. Yeah, uh, another fun one is to march on the offbeat instead of the downbeat. Uh, you call that fun. I call that uh, terrifying. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, yeah, but it's it's fun to play around with. and and uh, yeah. and, and sometimes just... The slightest little thing can really help you make that giant leap, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I still remember the moment 
where it finally actually really clicked that, you know, that moment of contact when my foot hits the ground, whether I'm just tapping my foot or whether I'm physically marching, that moment of contact, if it's actually truly perfectly synchronized to my finger work, magically mm. a whole bunch of stuff comes together for me. Um, and mm -hmm. and it's, it's easy to say it, right? There might be a lot of people listening to this right now nodding their heads. It's another thing to say it, and then it's another thing to just finally actually make that neurological, magical connection. Uh, and then it's like, oh, I get it now. Uh, and then it all kind of works. So anyway, yeah. I digress. So what about other forms, though? What about strass bays, reels, and jigs? Have you ever danced yourself? Or do you watch dancers to kind of refresh so, how it feels and stuff like that? I attempted Highland dancing once. Yeah? How, how old were you when you attempted Highland uh, dancing? 13 or 14 or 15 or somewhere in there. Um, really good tender age to feel very vulnerable and get up on stage and dance around, huh? Luckily, it was mostly private. So it was, um, ah. it was uh, during, it was, uh, well, during my, my tenure at St. Andrews College, it was like a boarding, boarding school, high school age. And there were mm. five guys, and Jim McGilvery wanted to have some of the more advanced pipers perform the broadsword. Uh, and I was one of the five guys, and I very, very quickly was asked if I would kindly just play the pipes while the other four danced. <laughs> um, however, however, yeah. uh, I have piped for dancing a lot, and I've spent you know, quite a bit of time, not extensive, but quite a yeah. bit of time observing Highland dancing. And, and I would say, yeah, as much, uh, we, we would always say this about all things, but um, as much immersion in that kind of thing as you can get, you know, has n nothing but potential upside mm -hmm. uh, to watch, you know, especially to Strass Bay's. I mean, if you want to get an idea for why Strass Bay feel is so unique and specialized, just watch the Highland Fling, you know, watch high level dancing competitions. Uh, and it starts to become immediately apparent, like what it's all about. Um, yeah, Stra Strass Bay's and Hornpipes are the two that for me have been like, I've pl I played them for a long time before seeing someone do the dance and then was like, saw the dance, was like, oh, now I see mm -hmm. the strong week, medium week. <laughs> the body's actually moving up and down. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. <laughs> yeah, and we, we spent a lot of time, I spent a lot of time in my early piping years uh, playing for dancers a lot of mm. times because I was kind of like a young hotshot kid with tons of energy and our, our local band would play all these performances and so they would just say, hey, you, you know, during this little show, we've got two dances and, you know, you're good for it, right? And I would say, yes. And I learned the tunes and I played with the dancers and they mm. shared feedback with me and I you know, got a lot of chance to interface with them and everything. And I would assume that was a hugely valuable thing, right? It gave me a lot of perspective. So, yeah. so it's all good stuff and we definitely want to do that. So what do you do? You get on, maybe I get on YouTube and look up a, a video of someone dancing a Strass Bay, hit mute on that, and then play a Strass Bay while I'm watching the dancer kind of thing? Sure, that could be fun. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. it's, it's not necessarily it, going to always be apples to apples comparison. And a lot of times you can see, a lot of times there'll be really good dancers, uh, and the piper will be not necessarily the greatest piper. Uh, mm -hmm. But, you know, but they can hold a good Strass Bay feel that the dancers appreciate or, uh, you know, or they're very consistent. So you, I wouldn't want to, like, try and perfectly match what that piper is doing necessarily. But, but yeah, turn the sound off leave, or just leave the sound on and just, like, learn to enjoy it, you mm -hmm. know. Uh, and then find opportunities to play for dancers would be a good thing, too, you know, if, if you mm -hmm. know any. 
-hmm. would be would be pretty good. Are you hearing that background noise? There's a there's a wood shop down the hall. Teensy bit. Yeah. I'm relieved to know it was a wood shop because for a minute there it sounded kind of like screams. Yes. So. <laughs> well, I think Only a teensy bit. We might be able to cut it out in post too. So. Yeah, I'm not okay. worried about it. It's it's okay if the world knows. Yeah. Yeah. So my, my studio is one of many art studios all in the same building. It's kind of cool. Uh, but sometimes I've always kind of imagined that it was just the basement under your house, that you just like had a, a spiral staircase or maybe a fireman's mm -hmm. pole to drop yes. down into your cave, you know? Yeah. <laughs> nope, nothing like that. Nope, it's an art studio. Mm -hmm. But uh, there you go. So, so the sort of body language, physical actions of playing the pipes was sort of a mini theme here today in this quick conversation and yeah, it's all good stuff. It's uncomfortable to march at first. And it's weird, especially because most pipers don't learn the ins and outs of rhythm early enough in the process. We've sort of talked about that in the past, I think, yeah. probably. Um, and so you're not that familiar with rhythm, and therefore marching seems like this really foreign experience. But uh, just get in there. Get your hands dirty. Move around. And it will help, you know, it's going to be uncomfortable at first and then you'll get the hang of it and it can only benefit your playing. I'm trying to think of a get your hands dirty joke alternative about getting your feet dirty with the horse poop during the parades, mm -hmm. something like that. There's, there's, there's a joke there's in there something somewhere. in there. Yeah. Hey everybody, Andrew Douglas here from the Piper's Dojo. And I just want to say thanks so much for listening to today's iteration of the podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard here today, it would be super helpful to us and to a lot of bagpipers out there trying to find us. If you could give us a top-notch review on whatever platform you're using to listen to this podcast, particularly Apple, iTunes, and Spotify, and things like that, your review would be really, really helpful. So if you have a moment today, definitely go over there and help us out. Other than that, until we meet again on the podcast or somewhere else, thanks again for listening.